welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And I'm Mark. And today we are talking about The Hand of Noxus Darius, who was released May 23rd, 2012. Actually later than I expected. Mm. I thought he was yeah. going to be like an O-Niner. An O-Niner. <laughs> Zero Niner Niner. <laughs> We got a lot. I just associate him with, like, the start of League. He's, like, such a face, like Ari and Ash. He's just kind of all over it, you know? I actually distinctly remember his release, and it was a huge oh. bummer. Oh. Because he hard-countered my favorite champion at the time. <laughs> was it Trindamir? Oh, Wukong. Oh, you still like mm. Wukong. That's funny. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, so uh, Riot wants to make up for our last two weeks. So on the cinematic uh, universe page, on the universe page, Darius has a bio, two videos, three short stories, and a comic. And John also found just a bunch of other shit. <laughs> a partridge in a pear tree. We've got like <laughs> 27 AUs, about 37 cinematics. Not quite that many, but um, but there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's quite the poster boy. Like you said, Rebecca, he's kind of he's all over that. He's so ubiquitous. You know, he's one of the faces, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's jump into the bio because there's a lot to talk about here, and I'm actually kind of excited. I found Darius very boring in theory Ooh. when I thought about him, and then like the more I read, the more interested I became, which I was not expecting. I thought he was big beefy X Man, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> it was like I did it in the order of the universe page, and I was like, okay, the bio is like kind of what I expected, and then I watched the videos, and that wasn't really anything new, and then I read a story, and I was like, okay, that's a little bit more, and then another story, oh, okay, and then it rounded off with the comic, and I went, oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> I had that exact same feeling. It was like, you know, you know, onions have layers. Darius yeah. has layers, right? And the order they have in the in the page on the page is is like perfect for peeling peeling those layers back. Yeah. I feel like I don't know if it was intentional or what. Yeah, I agree. I doubt it was intentional, just based on the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's... It's, like an it's like when something really good happens in Star Wars, and you're like, that probably wasn't George Lucas's <laughs> idea. <laughs> That was harsh. I didn't mean to blast George Lucas like that out of nowhere. <laughs> so starting with the bio, Darius has a little brother, Draven. I did kind of, I think, know that they were related, but promptly forgot. Uh, the relationship is important, though, as opposed to Cassiopeia being, quote, related to Katarina, and then you just immediately forget about it. They're both orphans, and they live in Basilich. Is that how we think it's said? I always give it a hard K in my head. Because it sounds like yeah. a basilisk. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, Darius is sort of a older, protective, big brother type. Kind of fights everybody for his little bro. Eventually, Noxus takes over. I think when Darius is like, I don't know, a teenager or something like that. And there's a commander, Cyrus, who kind of sees uh, these two brothers and their strength and asks them to join the war hosts. We've talked a little bit about Noxus and how they don't believe in bloodlines or royalty. Anyone can kind of get to power if they so choose to and have the strength 
to do so. So Darius is like brutally rising in the ranks. And eventually Borum Darkwill gives him the name the Hand of Noxus. That's how he gets that name. Darius uh, leaves to try to take over the Freljord. And after many years of assassination attempts and failures, he returns to Noxus with plans to, I guess, consolidate the military. I think is kind of how they put it. But he finds out that Borum Darkwill has been assassinated by Swain, which we have talked about before. He's a little torn because, you know, uh, his brother <laughs> supported that. And also he likes Swain. So he's like, all right, this is cool. It's fine. But Swain kind of has another idea. Instead of having one leader, he decides that uh, they want to do a tri... How do we say it? Triferix? Triferix. Let me see the spell. I always say it like Triferix. Yeah, Triferix. That's, like, that's how I there wasn't another I, so that threw me off. Triferix, though, which is going to have three leaders that represent the three mainstays of Noxus, Vision, Might, and Guile, and Darius joins. I, I assumed as Might, and then we find out later that, yeah, that it is. So <laughs> yeah. that's... Dar- and Muscles got him there. <laughs> the big X. Yeah. <laughs> so that is his bio. I liked it. Uh, I like his... I like his bio... One thing I will say is one kind of like slight difference between his old lore and his new lore, because um, his old lore is largely similar. But one of the big differences was after he decided that um, there was weakness in Noxus with how it was handled and it could be improved. In his old lore, he just kind of went out and started assassinating everyone within Noxus who... <laughs> he thought was weak (laughs) and he was the one who was like i like the swain guy i'm gonna let him do his Mm. thing uh whereas in kind of the stories it made it seem like swain was a little a little underhandedly getting his support by gaining the support of draven um which kind of takes a little bit of his faculty out of it (laughs) it's not a huge deal because he still probably would have supported him anyway but I, i did like just the idea of Darius just going back to Noxus and just fucking killing everyone. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do mention in the bio about there's one of his big defining moments is when at the uh, like the Battle of the Dalamore Plains or wherever, where some general is like ordering retreat, so he just kills him oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. rallies the the route into a, a victory. Yeah. Um, so he does definitely he takes matters into his hands. I suppose. I think it's. I think that's change is probably to pull him away from being just a bloodthirsty, like just a murderer, you know? Yeah, it makes <laughs> Which him... Which is something I think they don't want him to be. Yeah, it makes him a bit more likable and, and understandable. Throughout all of this, uh, I just had very conflicting feelings about Darius and Noxus in general, which I think is intentional. <laughs> it's a real roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. You know, um yeah, I think the bios is fine. You know, it does what a bio should do. It gives us the <laughs> the what's more than anything. Uh, I wish, I wish we had more details on what the title of Hand of Noxus really means. Um, it's only kind of hinted at. We can kind of guess, but it seems like a pretty big thing. It seems like it kind of makes you like <laughs> the guy. You know, you're the guy, right? So, although it's never explicitly said. That he took over the title from anyone, or that anyone ever used mm. to have the title. It may have just been invented for him as a means of like, man, you seem to have a lot of followers. Maybe this <laughs> title will make sure that you yeah. don't kill me next time you come back to Noxus. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's just weird because they they seem to have expectations about like oh he comes back and the coup has happened and it seems like some noble families have the expectation that oh because you're the hand of Noxus, obviously you're gonna avenge Darkwill, right? But I don't know. We never get that like the details of what that actually means. Surprise, dumbasses. <laughs> Yeah. Harsh. Do we know what made Borum Darkwill such a bad leader? I don't remember. There's a few things, I think. One thing that I think upset yeah. Darius more than anything was the fact that he was expanding for greed's sake, kind of. Like, he wasn't necessarily expanding to just increase the borders of Noxus. He was expanding for, like, treasure and shit like Mm. that which caused him to start wars on way too many fronts which spread the armies way too thin which caused things such as you know him being stalemated in in the freljord for so long because they didn't have the additional forces to reinforce him with because they were all elsewhere um there were a lot of other reasons i think that come up in swain's lore but i think that's the main one that's important to darius yeah most definitely that sounds pretty accurate um because, you know, he's not a, a, a opposed to military, you know, conquering shit. But you got to <laughs> no. do it the right way, right? Yeah. Do we, like, um, personally, since we've dived into the Freljord a lot, do we think that Darius could actually take over the Freljord? We are going to talk about it a little bit more because they do go back and we get a story there. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about there. But one thing that we never stumble across that I'm very curious about is how he would... Uh, interact with ash i guess and how ash would feel about darius kind of i i'm gonna be honest they really hype up how good darius and his army are but i don't know if he would be able to take the frailure <laughs> it's a good question right you know it's mm-hmm. like land war in russia or not yeah you know <laughs> yeah. it's like the logistics alone yeah interestingly too in all of the stories where they're fighting in the Freljord. It's always specifically against the Winter's Claw. Yes. Like, so, yeah, yeah we, I don't know if we have any good lore representations of them clashing even, really. Yeah, I don't, I'm curious what would happen, <laughs> I guess, if that would ever come up. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of felt, I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's just an easy way to prevent them from, from feeling, from like Darius and from feeling 100% villainous. Because um, I kind of mm-hmm. thought that yeah. they would find strange bedfellows in in the Winter's Claw. That they would kind of, you know, they have a lot of similarities in the, the values that they have. I guess those values being they like to fight. So, you know, unfortunately <laughs> it's like, it, you know, it's like putting two two cats together in a little box or something like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Whereas Ash would feel, you know, she she's all about uniting everyone. I don't know. It's interesting. Noxus seems to kind of <laughs> like to. I don't know. I, <laughs> is it yeah. is it merging everyone or taking over everyone? Is the thing with Noxus though? You know, half a dozen of one. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we want to go in order uh, of I don't know, kind of how it is on the universe, which would mean that the next two things we talk about where would be the videos. There's not like too much to say there. Sure. Yeah, we can hit those real quick. Um, yeah. Which I don't, I don't remember the the order is the first one the uh oh the it's Tales the of Runeterra one. one. King one. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. This is a really good one by the way. This is my favorite of these mm-hmm. these Tales of mm-hmm. Runeterra ones. Uh, well, maybe the, the Yordle one might be my favorite, but of the like <laughs> seriously yeah. toned ones, this is my favorite. <laughs> uh 
Yeah, this one's real short. Um, but the, the the quick summary is uh, we're seeing kind of the end of a one of Noxus's various conquests in a small kind of like independent kingdom called Urtis, where uh, Noxian forces have they've they've taken the city. They're they're breaking down the throne room door, and the king is you know refusing to surrender. Uh, and and Darius kind of shows up and is like, "Look, you've lost. Battle's over." just call it here you know slash ff right <laughs> and they take his crown they're about to melt it down when a a young girl who had kind of hidden away kind of springs out from the shadows manages to get the crown and brings it back to the king and return it to him and he starts kind of maniacally just like losing his fucking mind and invention and very calls out very specifically that ah my crown returned to me by a slave and they starts commanding her to just like go, you know, die for me, right? Like either I'm gonna rule or this place is gonna be a fucking graveyard. And she kind of realizes what's going on, like the gravity <laughs> of like, wait a minute, this is not right, um, and you know, refuses. Uh, King's about to strike her down when Darius pulls a draven and hurls that gigantic <laughs> axe, <laughs> impales that king. In a nice bloodless kind of teen rating sort of way. <laughs> where you... <laughs> Still pretty pretty nice and brutal. And uh, and then Darius has that like great line about, you know, oh, kings ask for you to kneel, but Noxus wants you to stand and be reforged in the glory. The, you know, I don't remember the exact wording. And they melt down the crown. And supposedly, we would assume, use it to forge the weapons and swords that uh, the Noxians use. So it's it's a pretty... Pretty short little cinematic, but it's very, it's very effective in my in my opinion. Yeah, there's a really cool shot at the end where the crown melts and it drips down and turns into a sword that the former enslaved woman is now wielding while she stands next to Darius, which is pretty cool. And we get two yeah. named people in here, even though they don't get names in the actual cinematic. Oh, really? They there are two named cards here in Legends of Runeterra. There are well, so I know the two cards. That we have here. So the the big guy who breaks down the door and is about to crush a dude's armored head, which is pretty dope, um, is uh, <laughs> Captain Farron, Captain Ben Farron. Um, and the flavor text for him is interesting. The <laughs> but, yeah, really. <laughs> and the uh, the flavor text for him is actually kind of neat. It's um, deep in Zon Sump, young Ben Farron was labeled a menace, unstable, unacceptable. In the ranks of Noxus, he was embraced, awarded, unstoppable. And uh, the girl has her own card as well, and she's the uh, the Noxian Glory Seeker card. I couldn't find an actual name for her. I don't know if there was a... Uh, Trifarian. Oh. Trifarian. No, Nox, not Noxian. Yeah, sorry. I wrote that not wrote that down <laughs> wrong. But yes, Trifarian Glory Seeker, um, which actually kind of speaks to her ability, because just being in the Trifarian Legion yeah. is... It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a super big deal. So, um, was the, were those the two named ones, or were, was there another yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Those were the name? two. Okay. Yeah. But that's a neat detail. And in that Trifarian Glory Seeker card art, that Captain Farron guy is also in the background. It's kind of a a wink to, you know, their relationship, <laughs> I guess you would say. But Yeah, so Trifarian comes from the uh Trifarix, uh just in case anyone was a noob like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the uh the army that was created after the three formed a council in Noxus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this was yeah. interesting because after this video, I was like, hell yeah, Noxus. You know, it was really fun. This was like that that rising high on the roller coaster of supporting Noxus, <laughs> not knowing what was to come. Yeah, yeah. It um 
it's a very I, I mean it's obviously kind of one of the more best one of the better case scenarios for mm-hmm. you know when you know acting as kind of an imperialistic empire kind of works right but it's it's nice that I really like that Riot is willing to say look we'll give you a real world example of somebody who absolutely would find value in Noxus and in the actions that they take right it, it's it's hard to kind of argue with oh look I got my life back because Noxus showed <laughs> up and, and ended this right yeah yeah and it's I mean you want to root for the idea that anyone can be a leader you know that kind of yeah. idea because obviously inherited wealth and nobility is horseshit and I think that unfortunately a lot of people haven't learned that even in our world now but I, I think we could all agree on that although I was always conflicted because I also don't like the idea of like the physically strongest being the ones in charge just because they could beat you up so although that's another thing that I kind of like about Noxus is that they're three that's their true. three heads are, you know, wisdom, strength, and guile. So there's yeah. there's spots for <laughs> for everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, and I think that's something that we kind of see. We'll kind of see echoed when we. I think when we talk about the uh, the principles of strength story a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is just a real. It's for for three minutes of cinematic. It's it's very effective, and they do an, ex- an excellent job. I think of. You know, from the the first half, right? It's really easy to look at Noxus as the obvious villains in the situ in the context, right? Their their design is super villainous with that really dark iron and the angles of all their, you know, and all their guys <laughs> except for Darius are are masked, you know, mm-hmm. like, which I guess is kind of the case for the the Urtis soldiers as well. But they look they look like oh, this is the plucky little independent kingdom who are getting taken over by the big bad guys, right? And then that that mention of just just the word slave at that like midway yeah. point during that interaction mm-hmm. is just so it's like, oh, it really reframes the whole context of what's <laughs> happening in a very interesting way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good look at if you're interested in kind of what Noxus stands for, that's a great introduction to kind of see uh where their loyalties are, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not with slavery. <laughs> yeah. So they got a yeah, leg up definitely. on Azir, motherfucker. <laughs> I know. We're just going to keep we're gonna keep piling on Azir. Dude, I was playing an ARAM with uh, Pags last night, and he played Azir. And every time he opened his mouth, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Not Pags, Azir. <laughs> I was like, just hearing him say things that I used to think were cool and noble. I was like, you piece of shit. Sharima will rise again. Yeah, I was like, fuck, fuck you, Azir. Fuck you, Azir. <laughs> Anyway. Bitch boy is here at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, the next story I believe is the Winter Spiked Road. Is that the next one? Uh, yeah, there was the Fear cinematic, but we can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's it's extremely really, short as nothing. well. Yeah. Um, that, this one was one of the uh, the animation workshop ones that Riot put out. The little bundle of different. I think this is when they were exploring different animation pipelines, just trying to see. Oh, can we do an animation this way? Can we do it this way? You know. Does it take us nine months to do a vertical slice of you know thirty seconds of animation, right? That type of stuff. Um, this one's real short. It's Darius. I assume it during the Freljordian campaign, walking along, mm-hmm. getting slowly surrounded by. I, I guess these are like merc wolves because they yeah. can't just be regular wolves, right? They've got to be <laughs> fantasy wolves. And, uh, <laughs> They're special. He's wolves. having his yeah. Except none of them have two heads. I don't think. <laughs> but um. 
Yeah, and he's having a little monologue about, you know, fear, like what separates, you know, predators from prey and men from lesser men. And it's it's fear and how, you know, predators smell it and will walk away when they don't. And there's a nice little moment where he's, you know, he's reaching back as he's getting surrounded. And you think he's going to whip out that axe and start wrecking shit. And instead he pulls out his canteen, right? And the wolf's kind of wrecking. And it's like, oh, this guy, this guy fucks. <laughs> and so they, they back <laughs> off. This, this motherfucker's hydrated. <laughs> back up. <laughs> his name would be written in like red with a skull next to it. <laughs> this was an RPG. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because when, when I looked at the other cinematics that were part of the animation workshop shorts, I know that when, when they initially rolled these out um, internally, there was another one that was not included in the animation shorts and I'm and I actually searched for it and I couldn't find it anywhere so I don't think it was ever actually released so I'm really curious if they're like withholding it for um part of the new god what the fuck is that animation that is coming out arcane Arcane. (laughs) jesus You can just cut out that like seventeen no, minutes of silence, no, absolutely right? Absolutely not. <laughs> I waited with bated breath. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm curious if it's going to be part of Arcane because it was very, it was very Vi focused, and it was part of like the the hyper focus on what characters are like mm. outside of their most cinematic moments. I remember that now that you said it, uh, that was so cool. That Vi anime, uh, God, animation. I can't say the other word. Um, <laughs> of her taking her big gloves off right wasn't that what they had done yeah just like soaking her fists in ice yeah i remember (laughs) it was just like a tiny little moment in life (laughs) it was just a concept i never even really finished it but i remember i got to watch it because i think i was working there at the time i'm not sure and i was like i need the rest of this (laughs) yeah are you talking now for the darius one is that the one where he's having another monologue about like 10 minutes right is is that what you're thinking of that's how long he fucks for (laughs) <laughs> no, I was I was I was thinking of like the the original concept art that they had for the for this wolf animatic. Um, okay. We saw kind of the original version before it was like fully animated or or um, colored or anything like that. Interesting, because there's there's one that I couldn't find that I searched around for that was a very it was a it was a, it was a study I think in like facial animation and like character emotion while they're talking where he's mm, having a little monologue about. Like ten minutes, ten minutes—it's what separates, you know, the living from the dead, right? Ten minutes a day of training, or something like that. You know, it's—I yeah. I can't remember what it was. I, it, it was really cool. I wish I could find it, but it, it probably never saw the light of day. I forgot about that. If I trained for ten minutes a day, I'd still be a fucking loser. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I think it was like ten minutes, ten extra minutes. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so ten minutes on top of your hour. I was gonna say Darius. There's yeah. no way he's training for a ten. He does right? a ten Look minute at those crossfit. Fucking biceps. That's not ten minutes. It's <laughs> not one punch, man. <laughs> Run a mile. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we good to move on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, only thing I will say is that I, it, it was a it was really smart of them to not have this be a big fight animatic, unlike mm-hmm. another unreleased animation of theirs for Darius that I found. What? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk about that after the after we get through the official content. Okay, and then we get the bonus stuff. Yeah. Okay, so the winter spiked road was written by Laura Michette. It follows a girl named. Maja? Yeah. Maja? Yes? Yeah, it sounds right. 
Sure. She's in the frail yard with Darius and the other, um, what do we call that? The Tri... What is Trifarian it called? Legion? Trifarian Legion. Right. Okay. Just Legion. So they're so. now a Legionnaires. Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is a, once Darius is already part of the Trifarix. God, I'm never going to be able to say that right. So this is his second time in the Freljord. They've returned. This is Maja's first action. She's kind of sticking by Zalt, who's a Minotaur and who was there for like the first Freljord campaign. So, you know, he's a little bit of a, a mentor in this. Pretty good. Cool. A mentor, a minotaur. <laughs> Thank you. He pushed me out of the way of the mic to say that. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. It's show business, baby. <laughs> I don't even want to keep going. <laughs> I'm, like, so upset. Anyway, they're fighting the Winter's Claw, who immediately calls an avalanche somehow, uh, Maja is pulled out of the snow by Darius, and the survivors are going to fortify at, like, this frozen river. It got a little convoluted here, but it was fine. I kind of followed it. Zalt is injured pretty quickly when the battle begins, and Maja tries to help him and, like, tries to push him out and potentially thinks about fleeing with him when Darius catches her. She thinks she's going to be executed because Darius has, like, a reputation for executing people who run from battle, but instead he, you know, inspires her to fight, and she runs off with him to fight the battle and leaves Zalt behind. Once the battle is won, she goes back and they see Zalt is dead where they had left him. And the story ends with them kind of turning north, uh, preparing to fight more Winterclaw people. Yeah. I think some important aspects of this story, so... I did a bad summary, I see. <laughs> Maybe it's because you moved me out of the way to tell a really dumb joke. <laughs> I don't know what joke you're talking about. I'm really awesome Straight joke. gold today. <laughs> So one of the important things to mention, and Zalt points it out, is when they decide that they're going to dig some trenches for the fight ahead, uh, Darius is right out there digging with them. And Zalt points out like, hey, remember this moment. This is the moment that the hand of Noxus helped his troops dig ditches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's up in there. Yeah. And for like the, the final bit, I think, too, one thing that he does mention it when she was like, I I was going to help Zalt. And he's like, oh, well, that was, that was a mistake. Like, <laughs> you know, it's better to focus on the living than, you know, help, help the people who have a chance of living rather than yeah. letting them fall to the people who are, you know, clearly going to die. <laughs> he might not have died. And I got to say, as a support, I take great offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick by my dumbass AD carry until I leave them because they're bad. Noxus doesn't have a lot of supports. Maybe that's why. (laughs) That's fair. Oh, I want a Noxus support champion. How fucking dope would that be? Anyway, how do we feel about the story? Uh, I I, I liked it. I think, John, you call that a really good a really good aspect that they try and I think they tried to showcase here, which is, you know, Darius as a leader in the the way you want a leader to be someone who leads from the front. Right. He's down there yeah. digging people out of the snow. He's digging ditches at the start when they're they're marching through like waist deep snow. And and Ma Ma Maja, yeah Maja, yeah. is she's like she's sitting there like oh, I've got all this frozen water in my boots. The people at the front, the legionnaires, they must have way better boots because no one else <laughs> could be doing this shit. And I I, I kind of get the sense that that's that's like not true. They just probably yeah. they're yeah. And, and they mentioned that way at the front, you can see Darius kind of leading the march. So we can assume that he's kind of blazing the trail through that waist-deep snow in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice depiction. I think um, 
this helps a lot with reinforcing him not as a bloodthirsty, just a bloodthirsty warrior, but someone who, you know, in the moment very much is taking charge of the situation. Someone who's very, um, you know, cares about the people under his command, you know? Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, he, compared to someone like Trindamir, I guess I was going to sure, say who, Trindamir. Who, like, Ooh, yeah. gets into a fight and immediately loses all sense and mm-hmm. becomes, like, goes into a blood rage it can seem like Darius is probably like very, very heartless and bloodthirsty, but like you kind of get the sense that he's doing these internal calculations at the time. Like, all right, where can like, I can maybe help this one person, but the rest of my people are going to die. Or like we can buck up and try and save as many people as possible by killing as many of them as possible. (laughs) Yeah. He's really, um, he's very smart, which you don't see with characters like this really often and he is still like a you know the brooding muscle and on the council he's not the smartest one there but he's still very intelligent and i kind of appreciate that aspect i will say though i think him doing these calculations and being willing to make sacrifices i think in the moment it's easy for him to do that right now and i think that's something that potentially changed later with future stories that we got that i'm very excited about yeah yeah definitely i would agree i would agree with that i I think you know, once we've gone through it all, we should try and figure out kind of what the order is. Because I think... Mm, I think that's true. I think the comic happens before Principles of Strength um, was my reading of it. Probably. And I, I assumed that this story was maybe the latest one because it seems that they've ended in the Freljord. And we don't know what happened in their second turn in the Freljord. Did they fail? Did they succeed? Are they yeah. still there? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that because Zalt is talking to Ma... Ma I'm, I keep want to say like matcha. It's but okay. Maja. <laughs> He's talking to Maja about it, and they're like, "Oh, they built they Darius built this road during Dark Will's campaign." So I was like, "Okay, so mm-hmm. is that the, the implication that this is not Dark Will's campaign? So Swain's?" Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that this they're opening fronts return. back up. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's got his Trifarian Legion at this point too. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, 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 oh yeah. Of course, obviously, yeah, yeah. I like the moment as well when um. Because they're marching along and the avalanche happens. And so she and Salt are sitting there talking. And she looks up and she sees these figures up on the, the ridge. It's like, oh, the, the scouts don't ever get a break, do they? He's like, what <laughs> scouts? What the fuck are you talking about? And then the avalanche happens. <laughs> All right. Did we want to move on to the, what was it called? The principles of strength? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can this do that. Was the, this was the long one that we get. Yeah, for sure. I'll try not to I like let it run too long. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this too. I would say, kind of at the outset, this is this is mostly a Noxus story more than a Darius story. If you want to compare it to like a that Progress Day one, yeah, exactly. Yes, I will. I I liked it better than that for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, and also it fits best with Darius. Whereas sometimes we'll get a short story that I'm like, why is this an Anivia's page? It should be on Orin's page. This should be on Darius's page. Like it shouldn't be on someone else's. Yeah. Yeah, this would I mean. I guess it's just the case that you know, champions have more minor roles in this, um, and it's mostly yeah. about the world, which can yeah. be good. Uh, and, and and this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, principles of strength uh, by Anthony Reynolds. Uh, so this is told from the perspective of a a, a young woman named Alyssa Alyssa Roshka Gloriana Valokin, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a mouthful. 
so she <laughs> was the member. She's a member of the former ruling family of a place called the Delverhold, which was kind of an independent, I guess, like city state. I guess we would say up in the yeah. the Iron Spike Mountains, where Annie is kicking around. I <laughs> just oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just for funsies. Uh, and they were conquered by Noxus like 87 years ago. Um, so they've been a long time member of the empire at this point. And the ore from their mountains is they are, they use it to forge a bunch of like Noxus's best weapons and whatnot. So, uh, she is in the capital with her twin, her twin brother, Orem, and they are having a meeting with the Triferix. Um, Orem is ahead of Alyssa in the line of succession for the Delverhold. Uh, or I say ahead, I think from the very end, we kind of catch that she probably was never in line for succession because she's a woman. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I that I didn't realize that until the very end. I just read it as, oh, he was technically two minutes like two minutes older as a twin, so because of that, he's still on. Now he's still like third in line anyway. Is also something they mentioned. But yeah, uh, Orem is is very arrogant and outwardly defiant and, and you know, kind of a braggart. And Alyssa is very you know, practical. She's reserved and kind of internally, even though she doesn't show it, very disdainful of the way that he behaves and conducts himself. He's like, you're kind of a fucking idiot, dude. Where do you think we are? Uh, so they go before the Triferix. So that's Swain, that's Darius, and then that's the third member called the Faceless, who no one knows who they are, and they're intentionally kept anonymous. Um, but I think Alyssa does kind of infer, like, oh, there's a slight feminine aspect to that Faceless <laughs> Gender neutral mask. I don't <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Sure, I think that was like them trying to nudge and be like, "The faceless is gonna be a woman one day when we reveal it." But I, I wish it just it it was weird. I don't know. I think I think that's supposed to kind of be hinting to us that oh, it's it's maybe LeBlanc is my kind of guess. But really? I knew nothing I about who this could be. Which would be wild, given the history between the Black Rose in general and Swain. <laughs> that was why oh. I kind of thought it would be be neat. But right? maybe he doesn't know. even know it's her. And, I mean, I'm not going to spoil the twist in the story, but it would be kind of LeBlanc-like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's my wild theory, speculation. Who knows? Or, I like, like you said, it could LeBlanc. just be them saying... <laughs> You know, it's not just dudes, is what they're trying to say. I don't know. Um, There's a lady here, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Orem shows up, and he's bringing, essentially, he's bringing a complaint. He starts delivering up there. He's delivering messages from their father, who's kind of the, the ruling governor, complaining about the gold and the ore that they have to provide the empire. And Swain kind of points out, well, you know, of everywhere else, you guys don't have to give soldiers to the war effort. Instead, you guys give resources. Just consider that. Uh, but Orem still is like, no, we got to renegotiate the tithes, or we're going to threaten to secede going to expatriate from the empire which dramatically shifts the tone of the conversation uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah Alyssa had no idea that this was on the docket at all and internally starts just panicking like what the fuck are you talking about uh, still they present the original surrender treaty between them and Noxus and they argue that well you know this was signed and pledged to the Noxian throne which is now empty so as far as we're concerned technically we're not a part of the fucking empire anymore, anyway. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Yeah. Redefine well, Crate Jarius. You're powerless here. <laughs> That's what he yeah. sounds like, probably. Yeah, really. You know, yeah, Orm and, and Darius kind of trade barbs. Um, you know, Orm's super confident because, oh, even when we surrendered to Noxus, you guys didn't actually take it by force. We willingly let you in. And Darius is just like, you know, I could take 
the Delver hold with two Trivarian Legionnaires, I wouldn't even show up. I would just sit there. <laughs> I still love that aspect. He's like, I wouldn't even fucking bother to go, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dog. Uh, tensions are kind of rising, and Swain sort of calms everything down. It's like, okay, well, let's let's hear what they want. Um, so cut to that night after they have sat down, and I guess, I assume they just met with Trifarix for, like, the rest of the afternoon. Uh, that night, Alyssa and Orem are kind of walking out and she's like she's pissed Orem is, is super confident anyway and he feels very confident that oh Swain's convinced so we just need one of the other two to agree right as long as a majority of the Trifarix is on our side we'll get what we want and Darius is obviously obviously <laughs> not going to so that leaves the faceless and me and father father and I have a plan <laughs> for how to deal with that the smart boys <laughs> yeah smash cut two. Hours later that night where we see Alyssa is decked out in armor, leading like a dozen Delverhold soldiers with like heavy crossbows and they're they're skulking around Noxus at night and you know, she's she's sitting there lamenting that this is a bad fucking idea. We're Orm doesn't even realize that both he and I are entirely expendable. Dad doesn't give a shit if they, they kill us or hold us as hostages. We're just pawns, right? Um But they are going to a her and her brother are leading kind of strike teams, and they're gathering around this this shrine of the wolf, which was a fun little thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And there, what we learn is that they had had spies in the city and have found that the faceless will come to the shrine, you know, at a specific time on a specific day of the month. And they are gathering to kind of take that person hostage or get information on who they are and leverage that for them, their their purposes. So Alyssa gets her men in place, sees the signal from her brother that his men are in place. And they kind of pounce, and they they she's got the faceless at crossbow point, and it's like don't move, don't say, make it make a sound. You, I've got twelve crossbows aimed at you right now. And the figure lets out a, a muffled sound, and uh, there's something familiar about it in its awkward movement. And, <laughs> and Alyssa's still like, no, stop making fucking noise, stop moving. And the figure continues to cry out, shaking its its mask emphatically and at that moment Alyssa is kind of a wash in realization and then very very calmly puts an arrow in its throat uh, and after doing so kind of walks over unmasks it and lo and behold it's Orem uh, gagged and bound at which point a bunch of bunch of Trifarian legionnaires you know rush in and, and, and take everyone pr- prisoner right uh, so Alyssa is then she's brought before the Trifarics and Swain just kind of flatly says look you guys are important but we are not going to engage in these types of negotiations because <laughs> otherwise every other person is going to be knocking down my door, right? We don't negotiate with terrorists or, or whatever. And Alyssa agrees. and was like, yeah, that's why I shot Orem. Uh, following the original <laughs> plan would have been disastrous and would have like destroyed the Delver hold, right? Um, Swain's like, yeah, I agree. What do you propose? And we cut to Governor <laughs> Val Loken, if, which is you know their father, and he's at the Delver Hold when Alyssa returns, flanked by two Trifarian legionnaires, and she just calmly presents him with a new treaty, this time explicitly signed with the Trifarix, removing him as governor and placing her in the the position of power, ruling over the Delver Hold. And there's a nice echoing where way back when Alyssa had originally been meeting with the Trifarix, she had called Darius my lord, and Darius just was like, I'm not a lord, and I'm certainly not your lord. And as they're kind of <laughs> As they're they're dragging the governor out, he's like, oh, "You can't do this. No woman's ever rolled the the Delver hold. I'm your lord." And she's like, "Well, you're not a lord, and you're certainly not mine." <laughs> like 
the end. I remember because I was like looking at all the stories and I was like, oh, there's a really long one. I'm so dreading this. And it wasn't until I got to the end of the story that I was like, oh, that was the long story. I was so invested <laughs> in this short story. <laughs> yeah, there's and there's a there's a lot of things I liked about this specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like right off the bat, like I immediately hated her brother oh, for yeah. like you know how he how he like acted in like the courtroom and like his view of Darius in particular and I think that was a the way that he acted with such entitlement was like a really good I think mirror to how or like foible to how Noxus is just like no you're you're useless you haven't actually done anything and in fact they call it out when he's like oh well we're in the mines toiling all the time and Swain is immediately like show me your hands show me those hands yeah. that are toiling in the mines and like oh well well not mine specifically <laughs> but I think it was Darius who was like that. I can't, I'm trying to remember who it was that had that exchange yeah. but yeah um yeah I love I love that call out um I also I also love just the feeling like the the fact that the faceless was able to kind of get warm in that outfit and everything it it makes me feel because initially during the start of it I was like man these people from this what seems like a pretty small town like they seem pretty like skilled at espionage they had spies here they managed to coordinate this whole thing but then at that point it's kind of like okay they had their best spies on this which must have been hilarious to the actual <laughs> Noxian spies like what a what a you know big fish small pond scenario where they sent their best and like from from the outset probably the Noxian spies were like oh my god look at these fucking jokers <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's true i did find one thing interesting is that i didn't i don't think i realized how long ago um, what was their place called? Alyssa, where she was from? Um, uh, the Doverhold. The Doverhold. I don't think I'd realize how long they'd been in, you know, uh, under Noxus, I guess. Because the idea that they still instilled this nobility with their people was really interesting. And Alyssa still, like, she walked two steps behind her brother because she's a woman and he's older than her. And little things like this that... I don't know. It, I, I just found that really interesting that they were, this place was able to keep those ideals, I guess, when Noxus isn't ruling there specifically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just interesting to, to take these, these trappings and these ideas that are very, I guess, very common in, in, in these types of, you know, medieval-esque fantasies mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know, how you're, you're descended from kings and, and, you know that's that's such a, something to hold up as as a, a virtue, and to kind of push it up against this this much more practical Noxian ideal of well, no, like you said, John, you know, like <laughs> what do you actually do, right? You don't work in the mines, so so you're so you had ancestors who ruled at one point. So what does that you know what value does that mean? Does that actually give you right? Yeah, yeah, like Darius has to continue and continuously hold his position by working for it like every day and he can't just like command his soldier i mean he can and sometimes he does (laughs) if the job's so easy he can (laughs) hang back but otherwise he's on the front lines like we've talked about yeah yeah and and i think i think you know talking like you were saying rebecca about looking at the uh, kind of the some of the what i'm trying to say the 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 cultural artifacts uh that like places like the delver hold kind of cling to right mm-hmm. it's another 
much like the that Legends of Runeterra video, it's it uh, it's again a very real world practical example of here's someone who absolutely would want to be a member, of, like find a lot of value in Noxus and the ideals, right? This idea of being able to transcend, you know, your your sex or whatever, and and the way that it, it caused you to be limited in where you were from. And it's like, well, Noxus doesn't give a shit. It's like, can you rule effectively? Can you, you know, handle the situation gracefully? Which she could. And again, a, a way that's not just raw brute strength, but, you know, guile and wisdom, right? It's yeah. Like, okay, well, there you go. Here's some power. <laughs> You've earned it. You know? <laughs> Another thing that was interesting about them clinging to their ancient ideas of nobility is that it's even extra useless now like, when they're under Noxus rule. It, it means even less, but they're still clinging to it. It's really yeah. interesting and real and very pathetic. And I think especially it was evident that it was the it was just like the nobility yeah. clinging to it. Because like as soon as as soon as those Trifurian soldiers walk in, it's like oh the the king's own guard or the lord's own guard was like mm, nah fuck this. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> They they know power when they see it, mm-hmm. and they're gonna step yeah. aside. <laughs> they're like, "I'm not dying for you. Fuck you." Yeah, yeah. It's a very almost emperor's emperor's new clothes type situation <laughs> where all that supposed power and, and influence kind of evaporates in the face of in the face of real Noxian might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good story. I, I recommend it if you're interested in again learning about Noxus. And I do like the way you said, Mark. I I like that. Darius is a minor character in it, and I I feel like we got to know him better by by yeah. that by him being a background character. Yeah, for sure. Um, the one the one I, thing we didn't uh, oh go ahead. <laughs> oh uh, no, go ahead. Yours is uh, more on point. Well, you don't know that. I could have just said <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I was going to say the one thing we didn't mention was the line where I think Swain says that it's important to put Noxus over family and Darius kind of doesn't look like he a hundred percent is on board with that idea or looks very sad about it I guess yeah that's that's what what made me think this is made me think I think this happens after the uh blood of Noxus comic yes um it is it's possible I think that makes a lot of sense for me what it did is it put a nugget in my head that made me ask if Darius ever had to choose between Noxus and Draven what would he do and at the time my instinct was to say he would choose Noxus and it's not until after the comic that I think that a conflict could occur yeah yeah real quick before we jump into the comic too one one last thing that I forgot Mm -hmm. that I really liked about this was how quickly Swain was able to deduce exactly what the fuck was going on. Because, <laughs> like, when when Orem was kind of submitting everything, Swain just, like, stopped everything and was like, okay, wait, I know why you're here. Do you both know why you're here? <laughs> yeah. I also loved the idea that Orem and the, their father thought that Swain was going to be on their side. They're like, well, Swain's on board. He's smart. Right. He's going to know to side with us. He's going to side with the men. <laughs> and we're like, I, I, even I was like, no. No. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that just, again, it speaks to that whole, like, the whole, oh, well, we're nobility. We we know how to talk to, to other nobles. Yeah. We've got this in the bag. It's like, you don't know what's happening. You don't know which way is up, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, there is one more short story before the comic. Were you going to say something, Mark? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I also liked they mentioned the, the shrine that they talk about, the Shrine of the Wolf, um, mm. is like is directly Kindred. And when I read that, just the name of it, I was like, huh, I wonder if that's got anything to do with Kindred. And then they flat out say, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, in, in Runeterra, you know, they depict death in this way, and, and, it's, and it's definitely Kindred's, Kindred's wolf, I guess, as we would kind of consider it. Yeah, this made me think a lot about, because I think one, they do mention that Noxus tried to battle with Ionia at some point, and it sounds like it didn't go well at any point. <laughs> so one thing I kept thinking about is, yeah, I'm very curious how Noxus would cra- clash with the Freljord. I think they could potentially win that, but what about Ionia? I think if they were to go to Ionia, I don't care how strong they are, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which I find it's, very interesting. Yeah, I don't know, it's it's I'm I'm I want to know yeah I want to know how Noxus stacks up just across, against anybody really at this point. Yeah, I mean, and then you got to think about we were in the cosmos for a little while there. Like, how would they feel yeah. about Aurelian Soul Zoe? You know, and it's actually I think it's it's touched on I think a little bit actually in one of the other short stories that oh. Darius is not featured in. He's just mentioned in. It's actually. It sounded almost like an Ivern story, though Ivern's never mentioned by name, but it just kind of seemed like the playful spirit of the woods type deal. But the the short story, The Whispering Doodad, is <laughs> Noxians going through woods where the Yordles are mm. and them kind of encountering some of the supernatural shit there. Yeah. But Draven yeah. is one of the ones that is going through the woods. and Oh, I'm so excited. Actually, I'm, and I'm glad we're doing this alphabetically because I am thrilled to get to Draven now. Yeah, I'm Same. not going to get into the story much because it is way more a Draven story than a Daria story. What I will mention just real quick um, mm-hmm. is that in that story, not only is Draven in it, uh, but our girl Tamara Oh, yeah, she's mentioned? I saw that. She is. She's yeah. one of the main characters of that story, oh. and it's implied that she has kind of a little thing with Raven. So, oh, really? Weird. I don't see that, but okay. I we'll mean, we'll have she to read the story. Him, I'm so curious. Yeah. For for reminder's sake, Tamara is the Noxian war mason from the Progress Day story that we talked about when we went over Caitlin. <laughs> she was Big ejected <laughs> from Piltover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're. Yeah. That's an interesting pair. That's fun. I would read that romance novella. I would write it, actually. <laughs> a nice hate to love. That'd be fun. What would, yeah, I was trying to say, what's the name of it? That's the real question. Oh, Ooh. the pairing? The mm. title. I was thinking the title of the to, novella. To Maven? Oh, oh, oh the novella. Oh. <laughs> well, we can think about it. We'll handle that when we get to Draven. Like me working in the back. I'll, of my I'll mind. think on it. I'll write. A, I'll write a chapter. No, I won't. <laughs> I don't want to make that commitment. I'm lazy as fuck. A blurb. Okay, so you were saying there was another story. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, the, the proclamation of the. Yeah, I, I. I think I had mentioned this one when we talked about Cass. Um, the proclamation of the Triferix. Um, it's it's a pretty. It's a very short little thing. It is a. Uh, it's an in-universe. Someone like, I, I read it like a crier, and this is kind of what they're reading about the newest, like fo- immediately following Swain's coup. Right and kind of declaring, um, you know the af- like here's all the the new shit that you guys need to know about what just happened with Swain, right? Um, I don't know. There's not a ton about when it comes to Darius. Uh, I like I said we kind of covered it when we got in the, got into the cast episode, and I'm sure we'll we'll go back to it when we when we hit Swain again, or you know way later yeah. on when we get to Swain. <laughs> um, unless there was anything I that we all. It. I didn't really yeah. read it that much. It's it's uh, it's just kind of reads 
like a document. It's not that thrilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's something to help. Again, if you're inter if you're interested in Noxus, it's an interesting little thing to look at to help understand more of what happened immediately after Swain's uh Swain's overthrow. But uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> for now, I'm at the top of the roller coaster. I'm on the side of Noxus, and then I open the comic. Mm. Mark, sure. tell us what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no worries. Okay, so this is Darius, Blood of Noxus. It's a little one-shot comic. Uh, credits, real quick. Writer, Graham McNeil. Uh, our boy, Mr. McNeil, showing up again. Uh, <laughs> art and cover by Sana Takeda. Editor, Ellie Pyle. Art director, Eric Knet, or Knete. Uh, letterer, Jacob Bascal. Uh, the production artists are Edette Weincourt and Gabriella Downey. And special thanks to Mark Wade, which... I'm not a comic guy, but that name is familiar. I think he's a big comic name. Uh, I, I don't read them, but when I read it, it, it immediately struck out to me. I should have I should have asked Sarah. She knows comics. She um, does. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't do my homework on this one, uh, but that name sounded <laughs> He's really an American familiar, so basketball if... player. He's an American comic book writer. Oh, John did a better <laughs> okay. Google than me. <laughs> He's known for okay. his work on titles for DC Comics, such as The Flash, Kingdom Come, and Superman Birthright, and on Captain America, Fantastic Four, and Daredevil. Or they could have been talking about Mark Anthony Wade, the retired American professional basketball player. Could have been. Could that have been. Either is I mean, equally hey, likely. Master Darius. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll jump into this, I guess. Uh, so this starts with Darius. Uh, he's returned to Basilic. Uh, Baslich, whatever. Uh, and he's actually there to quell a rebellion, which is being led by a childhood friend slash former uh, paramour, uh, a woman <laughs> named Quiletta. And we 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 open it with, with him kind of at the head of his army at kind of laying siege to the city. And then it flashes back to Darius and Draven and Quill uh, on their initial meeting with Captain Cyrus, actually. So this is back when Basilic originally surrendered to Noxus. Um, it's weird because in the bio I read them as, like you said, kind of being teenagers. But here they look like really young teenagers, like almost preteens. Yeah, I think they did mention that Darius... I, I remember reading in the bio that he was 12 at some point. But I yeah. I had thought that Noxus was a little bit after that. But I think Darius was 12 and Draven's a little bit younger. Probably 10, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that, that, that looks about right. So they're, they're kind of watching the, the, the leader of Basilic you know, willingly submit to to Noxus. So, you know, this wasn't done through any sort of combat. And Draven, being Draven, decides oh, he's going to go. He's going to go kill Cyrus. Uh, spoiler: <laughs> who's the, the Noxian leader, kind of accepting the surrender. Uh, and he tries to tries to hit him with a knife. Darius intervenes, and Cyrus, you know, kind of recognizing the the gall of these two street urge these two or three street urchins, um, inducts them all into the army. Uh, so then we smash cut back to the present. Darius is meeting with Draven, and his war mason, our old friend Tammy, is also there advising them. And they are arguing, specifically Draven and Tammy are arguing about, oh, uh, there's this breach in the walls. Do we want to try and force the assault? You know, tomorrow, you know, Draven's obviously for it. Tammy's telling him, no, it's going to be really fucking tight. And Darius goes ahead and orders the assault. Uh, so Draven gathers up his force, starts doing the assault, when all of a sudden an explosive trap is kind of triggered. Um, during the midst of the battle. And then we flash back to about nine years ago during the first Ionian invasion, and Darius and Quill are... They're walking through an Ionian village, and they're surveying the aftermath of a, a Zonite alchemist's <laughs> chemical warfare. I wonder who, who that, that could have be. been. 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's cinched. Oh, cinched. <laughs> thank you. I don't. I don't know the lore, y'all. I'm. So, oh, oh, sorry. Should I was we like, not spoil it? Ergot? I don't know. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Mundo. Um, <laughs> that would be great. And um, and and and. Quill is, is, is very much lamenting what's happened there, and her and Darius are kind of talking, and you know, and Darius is positing that, well, we've killed people before, you know, we, we're warriors, we've done this a bunch, and she's, she's, she sees a very stark difference. And Captain Cyrus actually shows up as well, and she, again, is telling him, you know, there's no honor here, these weren't even soldiers, this is just farmers and, and peasants. And, and Cyrus doesn't seem too phased. He seems to even kind of say, well, like, well, the more horrific the battle, you know, the quicker we'll get to peace. Right, kind of Klingon vibe from this whole scene. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 a good that's a (laughs) her being the Klingon. (laughs) (laughs) That's I guess that's fair that she them being the Ferengis. Ferengi, fucking nerds. (laughs) Yeah, and we we I guess it's important to note that Quill, while she's kind of sifting through the ruins, picks out a um a golden kind of amulet locket from and seemingly kind of stashes it. we go back to the present. Darius is kind of seeing the aftermath of the assault. Draven's been heavily injured. They say he is. It's a, mar- a miracle he survived, but he's still up and talking shit and like, <laughs> I think, jokingly telling someone to put poultice on his ass or something like that. <laughs> I'm so excited to get to Draven. I like. I know. I love Draven. Um, but he, he he they kind of talk and he's like, yeah, Quill's definitely leading the defense. She knows our tactics. She knows what we're gonna do. Um, so Darius goes to, he actually goes to visit a lake where he and Quill were last together, uh, skinny dipping. There's some nice, tastefully covered Darius nudity <laughs> in this scene. I <laughs> and, wasn't you know, expecting to see Darius in, you know, a near full frontal yeah, and in a post-coital yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like they're right before they're both sent on very, like, distant assignments. And this is probably where their relationship ended, I think we would guess. Um, Possibly, they they never specify. They have it's been to together say, in yeah. the past, but yeah, we do know in that previous scene when they were in Ionia, they were no longer an item because um, Cyrus says, "Oh, the hand mm. of Noxus and his his former paramour, lover. Yeah. former lover." Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but an assassin is waiting at that lake and almost gets the jump on Darius, but Draven's got his back, no problem, mm-hmm. kills him, and they take the head of the assassin and they go and they meet with Quill outside the gates. Um, so they go and they meet with Quill outside the gates. She's flanked by her second in command. And we see here that she is missing her right arm. And they start talking. And Quill reveals that, you know, Dar- Darius is trying to understand, like, why are you doing this? You knew what was going to happen. You knew we were going to come and have to put this shit to an end. W- you know, why? And Quill is talking about how her, her son had died in the Freljordian campaign. How he had not only died, but had been drafted as a result of Darius's call to arms. Um... Now, Darius holds firm and kind of refuses to leave, and he, he pauses it. You know, if we don't stop conquer, if we stop conquering, it falls apart. If one province, you know, leaves, they'll all leave. Right? This is how it has to be. Um, now, as they're having this exchange, ships show up from the south. Quill is confident that they're there to help her, and Darius, like, no, they're here to help me because I put a thousand <laughs> legionnaires outside that governor's walls. So you're not getting any help if you don't fly this flag from your highest tower. By the end of the day, we're going to have to raise the city and I'm going to have to execute you to make an example of all of this. And uh, we have a quick little scene where we go back again nine years as Noxus is leaving Ionia. Quill's right arm, when she still has it, has been like completely coated in singed, singed, 
God, that's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> the Zonite alchemist's poison, and she doesn't <laughs> want to undergo the amputation, but Darius orders it removed anyway, um, which seems to have sucked pretty fucking hard. Uh, and then we jump back to that present, that same exchange, and Quill is is um, you know lamenting what service to Noxus costs. That you know it, it's not just this ideal; it, it costs you know blood, it costs your children, and. She's about to say that you know he, Decius, who's their her son, was not just uh, her son. He was also, and then he's and then at that moment Quill is is cut down by her second in command, um, and that young woman, uh, Anetia, I think is her name. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, just kind of very coldly is like, I did what needed to be done. Give me that flag. I'll fly from the turret. <laughs> this is over. Um, and. I, I, and that's that's essentially the end of it. Darius is then kind of you know um, grieving for for Quill, and it's important to note as well that um, it's important to note that Quill's son was her previous second in command. Uh, this new second in command uh, has a that same golden locket that we saw Quill pick up in Ionia um, about six or nine years ago, however long it was, and. Quill is is blonde. Quill is, is has very you know platinum blonde hair, and the second in command has very dark hair. And the implication I would assume is that this is Darius's daughter, right? In addition to Decius, her former second in command having been his son. Does that track for y'all? Honestly, that was kind of the feeling that I got. I I, I wasn't sure how it all played out, but I it, I did get the feeling that like whoever this was was probably. You know, there was more significance to her murdering, you know, the Quill, Quill than at first glance. Yeah. Also, I do yeah. love the the whole, like, I learned it from watching you moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember the exact lines. He, Darius is kind of in shock and he's asking, like, well, what did you, you know, what did you do? And she's like, I, I did what needed to be wisdom done. strength guile i learned it from you <laughs> yeah yeah uh there were a few big things that stuck out to me here i didn't like the comic at first because i found it exceptionally confusing to keep going back and forth i don't really like time jumps but in particular in this comic i didn't find it very obvious when they kept going back and forth in time and i wasn't loving it but when we actually get to like the end and finding out how this all resolves uh, I did crash off the roller coaster <laughs> of Noxus yeah. because there's a couple of things. One, Darius telling Quill, like, we need to take over everything. And I think, like, deep down, I kind of knew that's what Noxus was about. But to hear Darius so adamantly say that, I was like, no, 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 you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bad move. But on top of that, the, the switch and, and what makes Darius more interesting was seeing him mourn someone because up until that point, I think, I think it's been very easy for Darius to say, sometimes you have to make sacrifices and this is what we have to stand for because Darius hasn't had to sacrifice anything. He, he hasn't sacrificed anything. Um, he's lost some men, but they're not... You know, they were men that he expected to lose for the most part. 
so I think it's it's a very this is a pivotal moment for him and one that could really change his character. And it's what made me think that if it ever did come down to him choosing between his brother and Noxus, that he might not choose Noxus. And I never would have thought that before this comic, I guess. Yeah, I don't think that definitely. story is going to happen. But I think if it did, I would think that Darius would choose Draven. I don't think Draven would choose Jar- Darius, though. But we haven't gotten to him yet, so I don't know. <laughs> Draven would, t- would choose Draven. <laughs> Draven would choose Draven, you're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you, it's a really good point that you raised that, you know, really Darius hasn't sacrificed much. You know, this was this lifestyle of violence and, you know, achieving through it is something that he was raised up in. And it's only... You know, Basilic being taken over by Noxus has only ever been a, a boon to him, right? Yeah, um, he's only ever gained and, from Noxus. Yes, yeah, and and it's it's very interesting to see those i those high mind high minded ideals and you know kind of come up against the rough reality of you know this is the actual human cost of what you're talking about, right? Um, I think in that perspective, do we think that he understands that? he's talking about his own children here and he's interacting with his own children. I hope now he does. Maybe he doesn't yeah. for his daughter, but I mean, she, she was literally about to say like, it was your son too. Obviously like you fucked once yeah. and they showed us it has to be your kid too. That's how stories work. But yeah, <laughs> I, I would hope Darius is smart enough to know that she was about to say this was our son. We don't know for sure. So I'm not positive, and I'm curious to know how he would feel about that, I guess. Yeah. Do you think his daughter killed her mom specifically so he wouldn't ever have to feel that feel? <laughs> no, but she maybe. Was like, she was like, I don't know how he's going to react to this, so fuck this. <laughs> I don't want to lose Darius. <laughs> Bye, what? Mom. God, that's rude as fuck. She never, you know what, daughter? She would do that, though, right? I don't like her. I actually didn't get the fact that it was her daughter, but I'm dumb. I didn't even notice the locket thing. I was just like, where is this? When is it? I'm confused the whole time. I will say, um, I, I, liked, I liked this comic a lot from the storytelling perspective. I think the art style, and I'm not a comic guy, but it felt a, a bit muddy to me. It was a little hard. So, for example, her missing her arm, her right arm, when we first mm. see her, I did not catch that detail until we saw the scene of it being removed. And I was like, wait, did she not have an arm? And I went back and looked. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. Um, the locket, I happened to catch a bit more, but even still, I think that might just be a, a bit of an issue with how it ended up getting drawn. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just my personal taste or preference. <laughs> um, but it, in that regard, yeah. And I, I agree as well, like you had said earlier, the jumping back and forth, like even me trying to tell it here was a little like, okay, well, we jump back here and we jump back here. And, and I, I don't I don't mind it as much, but it was, you've got 12 pages, you know, keeping things a little more... <laughs> straightforward might have been you know helpful yeah i think maybe one time jump could have been acceptable but the amount of times and the different timelines it wasn't like it was two timelines they were jumping back and forth between it was like five (laughs) so i was just very confused yeah Mm -hmm. even in like books really long books i don't love jumping through time a lot like that going back and forth unless i think it serves the plot in this case it didn't serve the plot it was just confusing yeah, I, I assume they're trying to kind of showcase um, this divergence of paths between Quill and, and Darius and how they both started in the same place and have reached such different end points, right? Um, yeah. And so yeah. they're trying to track it across pivotal moments there. But I think you could cut the scene of her getting her arm removed. You know, to me, that didn't add a lot. Um, no. Because we've, we've already established that they're, they're at 
they're diametrically opposed at this point, right? Like we don't need the arm scene. It's just one page that doesn't to me add much and it, mm-hmm. it just confuses things a bit more. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like you said, seeing him, him mourn that concept of just Darius being in grief is a very interesting one. Very, yeah. very human. You know, yeah. it's so nice to see this, these attempts <laughs> to humanize and provide layers to these league champions after we've gone through a couple weeks of, of, of the desert, right? We come to the <laughs> oasis of Darius, you know? and and everything we'd seen up and up until this point with Darius was interesting. It was more interesting than I was expecting, but you didn't get this this layer of um, heart, I guess. And I think what I'd like to see if we get further Darius lore, uh, the idea of him having a daughter actually isn't that interesting to me. <laughs> but I would mm-hmm. like to see them explore it if that is the case. I'm actually more interested in his relationship with his brother and not just because I'm interested in in Draven and I think that's very fun but kind of seeing how they continue to be a big part of Noxus and I don't know maybe Darius getting this little this little spark of maybe I'm wrong is interesting to me and kind of seeing how he approaches that and how Draven reacts to it I find that really fascinating and I'd like to see more uh, a more more of a dive into how it affects them as brothers. Yeah, definitely. Which kind of leads into another comic. Okay, I was just about to say, I think John's going to take us off the rails, so... And <laughs> to be fair, this one is written by Jared Rosen, who normally writes all the AU, so this might not technically be canon, though it is <laughs> within the universe that seems canon. Um, but this story is called Noxian Brotherhood. It's a pretty short comic, and it's basically just Swain and Darius are at the arena watching Draven do his thing, and then Draven's like, God, these these people are too easy to kill. Uh, I challenge the hand of Noxus. <laughs> and Darius is like, are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> like, I literally have to kill you now. You just challenged me, and now I have to go in there and murder you. So I guess that's what I'm going to do. So he goes in fully intent to murder Draven. And then Swain lets loose a a monster into the arena, so the two of them have to team up and fight the monster instead. <laughs> and Draven's like, I guess that means Swain doesn't want you to kill me. <laughs> that's weirdly cute. <laughs> Maybe I'm broken, but I... <laughs> it's a pretty short one, though. Was... Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even know that existed. It's not linked. Everything John's going to go into now is not linked in at all to the universe page. We're going into the deep web. <laughs> and we also have the unreleased kind of concept cinematic that Mark referenced earlier called The Hand of Noxus, which is... Literally just an unreleased kind of video of Darius fighting just a whole army. Just just a whole lot of fighting. Um, Fun. Yeah, if you actually watch it, I think there's a lot of elements here that ended up being adapted into the Breathe cinematic, which is a much better cinematic. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this this one of itself was was pretty boring. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously pretty unfinished. It's pretty rough, which is fine. Um, but my big complaint with it is that the, the the weight of it feels way off. Like, Darius is wielding... This would this would work, if you go and watch it, it would work really well as, like, a, 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 a Jin Zhao um, animatic because he's wielding this axe like like a bow staff or, like, a spear. It just <laughs> He's going nuts with the thing. 
It doesn't really line up with how It reminded he... me a lot of, like, the stick figure animations. That was exactly... <laughs> that, is, that is literally the note <laughs> I have. I have stick fight written down. I've yeah. been wanting to rewatch those because those were so much fun. Actually, one got recommended to me on YouTube recently, and I didn't <laughs> click on it, and I should have. <laughs> But yeah, you you definitely get yeah you you lose a lot of the weight in this, and I think that is that is in particular one of the things that they fixed a whole lot in Breathe when he's fighting armies of people. He's not like this is not a finesse champion. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. for sure relying on his size. He gets overpowered and he just breaks through because he's a fucking juggernaut. Like the whole game. It's more yeah. what you would expect from him. <laughs> And yeah. with Gore Drinker, he's busted as hell. It's too much fucking <laughs> healing. <laughs> Someone buy an Oblivion Orb, please. So we've got a few much shorter few. animations um, and a few that weren't necessarily released here. So Lol School is one of the animations. This was a Russian animation that was just promoting the Battle Academia skins, um, but was you know, an actual animated, not using like in-game skin animation type things. That's, that's pretty fun. I could not understand it because um, there weren't subtitles, but <laughs> it looked fun. Does Darius have a Battle Academia skin? Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. All right, I need to look this He's up. one of the main ones, actually. And in, wow. in the Academy Adventures, like I didn't even write all the episodes he's in because he's one of the, he's like, like Ari, he's one of the main Battle characters. Academia. <laughs> Big bully Darius. Sorry. Big boy, yeah. what? I actually, so in case you're wondering, the little lore blurb for Battle Academia, Darius, all all of the lore blurbs for the Battle Academia skins are basically oh. notices from the Dean. And this one is, oh, Darius is henceforth suspended from Academy grounds for behavior including, but not limited to, stuffing students into lockers, <laughs> possession of dangerous weapons on school property, brawling, fighting, scuffling, fisticuffing, and dunking fellow classmates during gym, gym class. Hey. <laughs> that's cute. I, that's interesting. I, I, no one plays this skin. I feel like I never see this one. Yeah. That's why it threw me off. And I certainly don't play Darius. Love the Battle Academia Caitlin, though. <laughs> I'm bummed it came out. It just came out. I'm bummed it came out after because I, there seems to be a lot of lore involved and we can't really retcon it right now. Right. Uh, another short cinematic is called Solo Darius. And this was this is just a quick animation of Darius beating Kane in a fight, or Kane Thresh and Vi in a fight. So he can fucking three v one. Yeah, Riot, please. <laughs> uh, this was during a period of time where Riot was doing a bunch of animations for content creators, um, like pretty prolific content creators. There's a couple on their page from right around this time: uh, one for Lily Pichu, one for KP, one for Gordon Hayward. Um, so they were they were doing it seemed like short videos for a bunch of their streamers. In fact, in the KP one, I think she also fights a Kane. So I'm curious if Kane gets dunked on in literally all of these. <laughs> I fucking hope so. Fuck Kane. Uh, another short one is Battle of the God Kings, and this is basically a short animation to advertise the God King Darius and Garen skin. It was very disappointing. It ended right before any action happened. So not a good cinematic i don't recommend it i just want everyone to know in john's notes he put ends before any action and then actually typed out a frowny face emoticon (laughs) it's important (laughs) uh darius is also present in just a bunch of bunch of cinematics uh he's in a new dawn 
where he also plays a huge juggernaut who just destroys everybody somehow ends up not winning in the end but basically was 3v1ing there at the end right as As darius do as darius do (laughs) cool cinematic though i enjoyed it uh i saw that he was in the ignite cinematic so i i didn't remember him from it so i rewatched it to to see and in case you're waiting for it no he's not in the ignite cinematic but what is in the ignite cinematic is a pop cap darius doll in the final few seconds (laughs) so you know he's in that kind of (laughs) kind of uh and then he's also in the breathe cinematic that we that was another legends of runeterra cinematic that um and this one this one's not necessarily focused on a specific faction or anything like that. This one's just kind of to showcase a bunch of characters that are in the Legends of Runeterra universe. Um, and it follow, it has its own um, original song to go along with it called, the name of the video, Breathe. And honestly, the cinematic is pretty cool. It kind of follows a rivalry between Darius and uh, Zed, which you know, doesn't necessarily exist in, in canon lore, but it's a real cool video. <laughs> yeah, this one's interesting because there's another version of this one with narration. Oh, Did shit. You... <laughs> I didn't know that. It's it's a little weird because this one's cool to watch with the music, but the, the narrative of what's happening in the video is kind of all over the place, like indiscernible almost. It's just a, <laughs> like a, you know, like you said, it's just them fighting across various, you know, with various Runeterra cards. The... And I think that's the one that's on the League channel. On the Legends of Runeterra channel, they've got... It's titled, like, Legends of Runeterra Cinematic Trailer. It's not nearly as, as punchy as Breathe. And it's got narration. And with the narration, it makes a little more sense what's happening. It's it's almost like an attempt to describe the concept of, of deck building, right? <laughs> Where it's like, oh, well, you do this, and this works. But then your opponent might, you know, do this. And you've got to tweak your deck. To, so, you, you know, like... I mean, they don't say deck outright. <laughs> but it's not as... You can't just say it, deck on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say dick. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta tweak that dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> tweak that dick. <laughs> so, yeah. I found that weird that they have these two versions floating around. Hmm. And one of them one of them tries to tell more of a story. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, punchy. I'll have to watch that. I haven't seen that one. All right. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through some alternate universes here we already talked about uh the academy so we'll skip that one and go straight to high noon so we mentioned high High noon noon. that's true sorry i got drunk this time not wrong wrong game even come on i know i never even played that game i don't even remember the name uh so overwatch that's the one. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was the, cha- the I thought it was the character who you couldn't remember, not the name of just Overwatch. No, I couldn't remember. I was like, it's not Fortnite. What's the other uh, one? That I don't play. Valorant. Anyway, I'm sorry, I won't talk anymore. So this one, uh, we talked a little bit about the Darius's role in this universe when we talked about Ash because he is the you know, hired muscle that Ash brings with her on her quest to fight Hecarim. Um, his actual lore in this is, The once-human Darius was a terrifying manhunter, feared throughout the West for his cunning and brutality. 
famously defeated by his brother in a widely publicized duel, which I want more context around, but I could not find. His wounded pride eventually twisted into obsession, leading him to strike a deal with the devil Hecarim. And that kind of leads into, well, it doesn't lead into, it kind of spoils the end of <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the story that he's in with Ash, uh, where, you know, he was kind of a black-hearted killer that accompanies Ash to fight Hecarim. He's unmoved by the death and destruction that, you know, is all along the way, seemingly only interested in the reward at the end of the mission. In this, he carries a hatchet instead of, like, a giant axe, and uh, he has notches on it for each completed bounty. Countless notches, it's specified. Um, I mean, you could count them. It's one hatchet. <laughs> Countless. <laughs> Not even a robot angel could count it. She's just being lazy. You have to be some sort of math wizard. <laughs> it's all the way to 20. I uh, I do like a quote from Ash in here that I didn't necessarily notice before, but she says, A man devoid of emotion is a man incorruptible by fear or weakness, which may be true, but does not specify all the other things that can corrupt them, which in this case is power and greed. Uh, so he grows increasingly caged as they get closer to Hecarim. Ash senses it and already knows she's going to need to fight him before the journey's over. When they encounter Hecarim, Darius turns on her, obviously. He made a deal with Hecarim in his sleep for the power to slay anything before him in return for killing Ash. Though it appears that Hecarim made good on his side of the deal well before Darius made good on his side because Arius or, uh, Ash dodges the blow and then fires like two arrows into his heart and he gets up and he's A-OK and he Aww. pursues her and she has to run away. Rude. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> we have the Umbra Society, which is, if you've seen <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark?, uh, it seems to be a play on the Midnight Society. What? Uh, this is Darius, Draven, Jinx, Vi, Tristana, and Lucian, who all sync up to tell scary stories around a campfire. What? What really? is this? Yeah. So this, is this like skin related? Is just for for funsies? This Someone is got just drunk for funsies. Riot? There's actually like... no skin associated <laughs> with this one. Uh, this is just a, a again. It's a comic. Um, <gasps> So this comic is Darius telling the tale of a battle between Karthus and Fiddlesticks. Um, And Jinx starts hearing weird noises around the camp. Everyone tells her to cut the BS. But then Lucian hears the noises too. And then right before the exciting conclusion of the story, where we find out who's going to win the fight between Fiddlesticks and Karthus, surprise party Fiddlesticks busts out of the forest and interrupts the party. (laughs) That's so fucking cute. cute. Are you kidding? It's fun times. I love how it's two brothers and then two sisters and then, oh, Tristan and Lucian too. (laughs) The two ADCs. (laughs) I guess. All right. Next up, we've got the Silver Age alternate universe. So all of these skins are set in a world where each champion is either a superhero or a villain. Uh, So the Darius skin in this is Bioforge Darius. So to save his own life after being exposed to a cloud of radioactive space gas, investment banker Donald D. Darius. (laughs) Yeah, you heard that correctly. (laughs) Why? Was forced to build a suit containing the strange mixture, but the chemicals from beyond the stars warped his weakened mind, twisting him into the brutal villain known as Bioforge. I didn't hear a a thing you said after (laughs) Donald D. Darius. (laughs) 
That is interesting because I assumed that was just like a like a, a Zon skin. I didn't realize that was a, an entirely separate AU. Right, me neither. Now I gotta look up this skin. I don't remember it. I don't remember what any of his fucking skins look like. It basically just looks like Darius, but with like a cinched tank on his back. Yeah. Okay, now I remember now. As soon as you yeah. said that, I knew exactly what which one it was. Also, someone who could do a Donald Duck impression, please uh, say some Darius quotes in your best Donald Duck voice and send it to me. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Either on the YouTube page or I'm at thag underscore Rebecca on Twitter. <laughs> this is important. This is really important. Next up is the Wode Tribe universe. So uh, this is set in an alternate Freljord and features champions as member of the Freljordian Wode Tribe. Now uh, this one is Wode King Darius. For a Wode tribesman to be named king, they must venture alone into the den of a glacial hydra and return with one of its heads. Darius, it is said, came back with all nine. <gasps> Dope. Right. Cool. Neat. Cool. <laughs> then you've got Dunkmaster Darius. Sporting over a hundred different endorsement deals and tens of millions of fans the world over, Darius has transformed himself from a showy basketball prodigy to the world's leading authority on dunking. He has recently perfected the Dunktown Express, where he dunks so hard that all public transit on the planet simultaneously explodes. Now, is that a reference to that community collab animation video that they put out oh maybe i don't know i don't think i saw that video so they, i know they've got the the little te- the little skin one that pops up where they've got a bit of animation but then they on the like league community channel they've got one where a bunch of content creators put together a little animation of him doing like a post doing a post game uh interview and i know he makes he mentions a Dunktown express as like one of his his new dunks or something like that God, that's that's probably it then. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, where he like he picks a reporter and is like, "Yes, you with the vulnerable neck." <laughs> what a creepy thing to say. <laughs> I missed it. We've been doing this episode so long, my laptop started to die, and I had to run and get the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, there's only one more AU to talk about. This is the Chaos and Order AU. Set in the vastness of the cosmos, each of the champions represents an opposing faction battling against each other. Uh, this one was originally called Versus until the release of the 2019 Dawnbringer and Nightbringer skins. Uh, so Chaos and Order officially encompasses four skin lines, Battle of the God Kings, <laughs> Dawnbringer, Nightbringer, and Order versus Chaos. You said four skin. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, interestingly, there is actually a comic for this universe called Unto Darkness, Unto Light, but it exclusively follows Dawnbringer Riven and Nightbringer Yasuo. It doesn't mm. touch on the, the God King portion of it. Um, but yeah, those two are the original the original cosmic entities that the rest of the skin line are descendants of. Uh, so God King Darius is a bringer of true carnage, the descendant of primordial deities long forgotten in the shadow of Demacia. Slaughtering monarchs and gods alike, he seeks to end the false world of unity and peace, ushering in an age of endless war where only the strongest will survive. Dope. It's less interesting than the Are You Afraid of the Dark one. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because it wasn't submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? That's all the AUs? That's all the AUs. Oh, wow. Very nice. I mean, he's part of, he's part of uh, obviously, a lot of the comics like, you know, Olaf versus Everyone and, and Punches and Plants and all that stuff. But, you know, there's – God, he's part of so much that we can't talk about it all. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, think we've, I think we have talked enough. Any last thoughts on Darius? I think we've – I'm pleasantly surprised. I think this is the first yeah. time I've said that about the lore. <laughs> I'm hoping I will be as pleasantly surprised when we get to Garen since Garen's another mm. person that I'm not excited about but also yeah. has a lot of lore. We'll yeah. have to see. Yeah, they're it's. I mean, they're very similar, aren't they? They both come across as very generic in their design. Yeah, they're both poster boys. I'm a little worried Garen's going to stay generic, but I guess we don't know. He's going to say you can there. Gar- no, that, nope. Can't find it. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Garen Eric. Uh, so I did have one more thought, and that was fan yeah. casting, which we don't normally do. Oh yes. my like god, that's about. right. <laughs> so um, in our Discord, Mark sent his fan cast, but it put a spoiler box <laughs> over them, so we don't know who they are. Yeah, so uh, you got to you got to look at the the wide one, the not tall one, because that's the side by side, and it's looking at specifically the battle torn Darius was a piece of art they've got on the universe page. Okay. This is the guy. This guy's name is Manu. Oh, do I have to click on it? it? You want me to click on it? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I don't know this fella. Yeah, I don't think you would. Um, So this guy called Manu Bennett. um, This is him as his role in Crixus and Spartacus on, uh, I think, Stars. Spartacus, Blood and Sand, and Gods of the Arena. Great fucking show, by the way. It's, it's (laughs) It's got sex. It's got violence. It's got violent sex, and it's, it's sl- the first five episodes of crap, but it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> now, if this doesn't sell it for you, I also spent a thousand hours in MS Paint on that second one to help oh, kind of sell it. Now. The, uh, <gasps> Should I click on, the on it now? Yeah, go for it. See if this helps. Oh cement my the god, idea. Mark! This took you a thousand hours. <laughs> okay, so Mark has <laughs> has added Darius's armor. And axe, and he's also added a little hair flare, including the the signature white hair stripe of of Darius to this <laughs> to this figure from Spartacus. So it's uh, I mean, it's masterfully done. Yeah, I can't believe it's... it only took you seven thousand hours to do that. Do we need a website so we could post stuff like this on it? <laughs> I don't know where the hell to put this. It's mostly just for my own for my own amusement. Put it in the trash, but, uh... Mark. What? How dare you? <laughs> Although I will say, put it on Amateur and then link it in the comments of the YouTube page. <laughs> sure, yeah. That's all. I thought it'd be a lot of fun to see this guy play Darius because this this Crixus guy he plays is a lot of fun too. But that was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was Darius, the start of the D's for us. I'm mm. pretty excited. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I thank you, especially if you lasted the entire episode, because this went on for a while, and I finished several glasses of wine during it, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. I mean, we made up for the last two weeks, where we yeah. really didn't have a yeah. whole lot to talk about. We so. didn't. <laughs> That's true. We didn't. Um, but join us next week, when we get to talk about the scorn of the moon, Diana. Diana.